Podcast Show Immoral Tales Vampire Hunter Chapter 12 The limo stopped. Get out, Alexander said when the doors opened. Her voice was hoarse and she rubbed her red, botchy neck. Miranda had never seemed so scared. Her mum was dead. She didn't know what happened to her father. All of us values intent on killing them both. Nothing made sense anymore. Whatever happens, they have to get through. They have to get through me to get to you, Oliver held up her hand and they stopped from the car. Stepped from the car. He seemed so calm, so sure of himself, as she followed him. Some of of what that washed over her, they had faced things together, no matter what. Her new brother left her almost as soon as it came, for she found herself standing in a place built it was seen of skeletons sandwiched between rocks, narrow skulls from cavernous eye sockets stared. Bony fingers seemed to breach for her. Vampire and vampire killers stood shoulder to shoulder in a narrow passageway. She had never seen so many of an even race gathered in one place. Hatred filled the spaces between the rocks and bones. She gripped Oliver's hand tighter. I think they lo- that they're in love. Isn't that sweet? Alexander said. Just just pretentious, Spike Vogler said, as he and several other empires didn't know, she didn't know, tore her away from Oliver. She struggled, but it was no use. They were enormous. They were determined, and she was no match for their strength. Oliver, she screamed at Spike, brushed his fangs against her neck, and they began to drag her away. Call your jets, bitch. Love boys coming too, Spike said, taking her through the torch-lit arch tunnels. The gaping jaws of, dead, of the dead seemed to spit in silent screams. She knew now that they were in the catacombs of the underground cemetery, famous for its maze of body-lined walls and terrifying legends. As they dragged her deeper and deeper into the bowels of Paris, her hopes faded. Even if they got away, they'd never be able to find their way out. She looked back and saw Oliver fighting to escape the swarm of vampires, but he was just as snared as she... He, she was. Spike, she thought of her brother until a few days ago, threw her to the floor of a small room off a lo- long corridor and slammed a large metal door behind her. Left in the darkness, she scrabbled to her feet and flung herself along against the cold, immovable door. It did not budge. She sank to the floor. Something skittered over her feet and she screamed, Oliver! Oliver heard Miranda's cries and struggled to escape the vampires who held him. Keep it up, arsehole, and I'll, lo- I'll love nothing more than to drain you, one of the vampires said. Yeah, but you'll be pissing off whoever's in charge, so you won't. The vampires growled in unison, yet Oliver was not afraid. They brought him, him brought them there. They brought them there for a reason. If they wanted them dead, it would be it had... Happened already. The vampires tossed him in the floor of a cell-like room. The clang of metal on metal told him he must be, he would not be free until someone opened the door. Unfortunately, vampire hunters do not come equipped with superhuman, superhuman strength. Randy called out in the darkness. Oliver, she said, her voice coming from somewhere nearby. I'm here. I can't see you, but I can hear you. Stay where you are, Oliver, called. His left shoulder to the wall. Around the room he went, circling, calculating his circle. The room is about ten by ten. Are you against the door, Wong? He asked. 
up by the door. You sound close. He stood up and walked around the cell again, this time feeling the walls he went, stretching his arms down. His arms up, down and up. He went, he felt, all he felt was rock and bones until he came to a wall with an opening like a window, fitted with bars. He stuck his hand through it into the next room at the door. Miranda? Oliver, she shouted, so scared. Yeah, baby, I hear. There's a barred window between us. I'm afraid. I think there's a rat in here. Oliver chucked. Baby, there's all rat, there's rats around us. Listen to me. Are you, li- are you listening? Yeah, her voice quivered. I want you to stand up and circle the room. Put your hands on the wall. Move slowly. You found the opening. I can't, she whimpered. Yes, you can. Do it. Find me. Come on, baby. Follow my voice. I'm scared. I'm right here. He stretched his arms out through the through the bars, his chest pressed to the stone wall. Try not to think about the bones embedded in the rock. Where? Here, he said, as she collided with his arms. He reached with one another through the opening and grasped hands. He figured the window was above her head while it was chin level for him. This is all the contact they would be able to manage. What are we going to do? Miranda's voice was weary. Whatever it takes. Are they going to leave us here in here? No. She was quiet until one of her hands eased from his. Did you mean what you said back at the club? You wish he could tell her, he could hold her, look into her eyes and show her just, just how much he meant it. But this is all they had, maybe all they'd ever have. He realised a sinking feeling in a pit of his stomach. With all my heart, I love you, he squeezed her hand. Oliver felt the love pouring from her even before she spoke, as if as it was as her feelings somehow managed to work their way through the stone and curl up inside of him, taking some of the darkness away. You know, in the metro station, when you told I told you, I only asked the old lady when the train was coming, she asked, yeah. I lied, I told her that I loved you. I should have told you the truth then, when you asked. Miranda's fingers held his tighter. Why didn't you? I was scared, her voice trembled. Oliver's heart ached. He wanted to comfort her and love her, till nothing ever made her feel scared again. His own fear receded to a dull throb in the back of his mind. His thumb stroked the side of her hand. He didn't know what to say to make her feel better. Whoever comes, I want you to know I don't forget any of it. Even if this is all we ever have, I want you to know I love you, and I'm glad I found you, he said. I know, I feel it, even like this, even here. If It was as if he could feel Brian's love, it made him stronger. Blood coursed through his veins, a way similar to when he was had killed Sawyer. What, that it, st- that it startled him. Was he responded to Miranda, the woman he loved, or the vampire lurking within him? Alarmed by the storm of his emotions, he eased his hands from his hands from hers. Oliver, are you right? Shit. He worried her when all, all, all he wanted to do was make things better. Yeah, just thinking, what the hell was wrong with him? He never hurt her. Hell, he hadn't, couldn't hurt her. Not, for, not without having sex with her. Not through a wall. And if, and if what our father said was true, he's part vampire too. And Rand was part of Vampire Hunter. No wonder his emotions were all over the place. One new feeling cr- crashing down just as another one faded. Would you hold my hand again? 
when you were talking earlier, I swear I actually felt you, your love. I felt strong, like maybe somehow everything, like that like everything would be okay somehow. She said, "Everything will be okay." He said, though his mind had not yet to find a solution for their predicament. He knew he could do whatever it took to keep her safe. You find a way out of this, or die trying. He reached in for the bars again when the door to the men's cell opened, letting a stream of torchlight in. Oliver saw her hands still in the air. Reach of his, he took them. Over her head, he saw Jonathan step through the doorway. Stay away from her, Oliver shouted. Miranda clung to his hands. Oliver heard her shoes scrambling on the stones as she tried to pick herself up, move closer to him away from Jonathan, who fitted the torch into a bracket on the wall, closed the metal door to Silver Miller's said, I do whatever I please, bro. He start he started to for Miranda. You said you were going to kill me. Leave me alone. You said you were going to kill me. Leave her alone. Plans have changed. I'm going to kill you, but first I'm going to tuck this bitch while you watch. Jonathan grinned and Oliver saw the monster. He usually cloaked so well, shimmering in his eyes. Chapter 13 He senses him before he's upon her. The Caribbean Sea has been calm all round her while she floated on her back. There's a rush of water from below. His arms corset her torso. Pulling her under the sapphire waves is a fish-filled dream where she can breathe the water and is free to enjoy what he does to her. No one to see, only fish eyes darting nervously away. He penetrates her from behind, his cock pistoling ocean water into her. He pinches her nipples, holding her breasts in strong hands, squeezing them until he fucks her. She's naked and swims for it all away. She does not remember it happening. She is in shock. Her body burns with lust. She cups herself and almost comes. Her lover swells with her under the water. She is a mermaid, a dolphin, a woman in his arms. She does not know how this is possible, but feels so good what she t- and that she does not question it. Jonathan advances on her, but stops short of touching her. Back on the wall, she is paralysed with fear. Her mind screamed in terror at the fact of actually being raped. This felt terribly different from the fantasies that she had realized scary, not good. She backed herself into the corner, her gaze darting to the cell door. Had Jonathan locked it behind him? If you don't kill if I if you if you don't if you don't she doesn't kill you, I will, Oliver growled. Jonathan laughed, because she's special like you. You don't get it, do you? Get what? Surely her father filled you on being on the vampire hunter vampire vampire hunter experiment. Had he wanted to test mutant blood like yours and hers? Yeah, I, I know so, Oliver said. They did experiment on me. What what do you why do you think Mum kept you, Runt? You took they took your blood and gave, gave me the Oliver cocktail. Guess what happened? And he made you interviewed too, Oliver said. Fucking A, turns out I can kill anyone I want. Or, or only I'm all vampire hunter. Not half and half a scientific experiment like you. Like Megan, wasn't she a vampire? Wasn't she a vampire, was she? 
Wasn't she a vampire? Was, was she? Oliver said, neither, neither is this bitch. But I think I'll kill her just the same. Jonathan moved quickly. His hand darted out, wrapping his fingers around Miranda's throat. He jerked her, her toward him. As his hand squeezed, she struggled, clawing at his hand, scratching his fingers and his face. With every ounce of concentration she had in her, she wheeled her vampire teeth to grow, but nothing happened. Grey crept around the edges of her vision. The lights were going out. Her head throbbed. He kicked her leg. He kicked his legs and stomped her foot down on him. On his little fat. She sufficed it. One Jonathan laughed. There's a ledge between her made of skeletons. He pushed her onto it. He faced down and yanked her skirt up, bearing her ass. He heard his zipper coming down, felt him fumbling, stroking himself against her, till he was thick and hard. It didn't take long. He gripped her by the hair, pulling her head back, pulling her head back, slapping at her ass. He told her to spread her legs as he kicked them wide. He reached under her stomach and fondled her. His hands, hands made a sucking sound as he slivered, he slicked some of her wetness on his erection. Her face burned with shame and embarrassment. She always liked it rough, always used the rape fancy to get herself off. Her body was responding, but if the difference so different, she had no control over what was happening. Couldn't stop it, though she kept trying, taking gulping breaths. Now she, now he let her throat go. She twisted beneath him and struggled to turn. But with no use, he had her pinned. I'll kill you for this, Oliver, voice rang out. He's got to rape at me, she exclaimed, wrenching her hand free and trying to push him off of her, moving her lips so he couldn't enter her. Jonathan pulled her hands back, yanking her arms until tears stung her eyes and her shoulders burned. You can't stop it. He's too strong. Get off her, Oliver shouted. I know what you want. I know you want it, Jonathan growled in her ear, leaning over her, saying it only... So saying it so only she heard him. Don't fight it. I, 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 don't, I won't tell Oliver how much you like this. He shoved her hand under her, under her again, his weight pressing onto it. She felt her lip, bit her lip until blood soaked her tongue. Her body tingled and guilt and shame cut through her. Tears sprung to her eyes. He thought of Oliver watching as she struggled with everything in her but couldn't budge him. Tears soaked above st- stone under her. Rock scratched her face as she turned her head from side to side. No, she shouted, her voice breaking as Jonathan's cock rubbed against her and his fingers dug into her arse. Oliver watched. Miranda's... Oliver watched. Miranda struggles, heard her cries and had never felt so helpless. All shouting in the world wasn't going to stop his brother. He was going to kill her, just like Megan. He had been right all along, but Jonathan was a monster. Grounding, Oliver gripped the bars, keeping him from Miranda. He pulled. Above him, small particles of rub crumbled, hitting his face. Startled but encouraged, Oliver tugged harder, sending larger chunks of stone crashing down. Jonathan had noticed, bending over Miranda, taking, talking softly to her. Oliver drew his fist back and punched the wall in front of him. More rock fell. He shoved and kicked out of his way. Anger filled him. Determination kept him going. When his mind doubted what was 
company. This wall was coming down. More rock and bars followed. He punched and pulled. What the Jonathan said as Oliver made an opening to Mary Samson charged through it. Oliver rushed across the room, grabbed his brother by the hair, pulled him off Miranda. Spinning around, Oliver punched him in the nose. Jonathan wasn't sneering now or growling, he was falling. Miranda dashed for the door, pushing it open. Oliver dropped his unconscious brother to the ground and fled with Miranda down the hall. Hands linked together on, on, on and on they ran until it became pitch black. They could go on no further. One of us could have grabbed one of us could have grabbed a torch over Grumbles as they came to stop. Miranda's laughed softly, hugging him tightly in the darkness, aware unaware of his of the turmoil was Unaware of his turmoil, as terrible memories from his childhood returned, like nightmares he'd forgotten when awoke. Chapter 14 Why did you think Mum kept you, Runt? Why did you t- Why? He took your blood and gave me the Oliver cocktail, Jonathan said. He words like a key that unlocked Oliver's long forgotten memories. Those black spots he buried, memories that had been locked away, crashed down on him. How could he have forgotten what they'd done to him, the terrible things they made him do so? When he was just a little boy, everything had changed when he was fifteen. Vampires had come right into his house, Indiana, not far away from the Vanlia. Vampire pact to keep his family safe. Oliver woke in the middle of the night to find one brother dead, another near death. His mother lay at his feet of the stairs, heaped Nightdress crumpled round her waist, pool of blood winding under her mangled body. Oliver, you have to give us your blood, she whispered. So softly she had to put his put his ear to her lips to hear before she passed out needles, blood, pain, fear and shame. These are the things Oliver remembered when he was a little boy. A man wearing a funny white mask. With his only eyes showing, he trusted those blue eyes that twinkled. He'd been only five at the time. The doctor would fix you right up, said the mother, told him. He's been to see the doctor before, but it wasn't so bad. They gave you sweets if you're a good boy, but it's just different. The doctor came all the way from Chicago to his house. Even when though Oliver kept telling his mum he wasn't sick. There was a terrible storm outside. There was nothing wrong with him. You sure of that? I feel fine, mum. Told you so. Oliver pouted, kicked the door, and earned time in an old chair, and sat across in the big mirror. The old grandfather clock kept in company, ticking loudly, making it take, marking off time that crawled while Oliver tried not to think about the doctor or what he was going to do to him. He came only twice the second time. They had to drag Oliver kicking and screaming from under his bed, a place he thought his mother would have called to get him. He'd been wrong. Years later... Blood, later needles, blood, fear, pain, near shame, fear, shame, his mother was dying, brother too, yet he who hesitated flooded the emotions of a five-year-old, he'd been a teenager, he was right, he was the night the vampires had come for them. I can't do it anymore, he yelled after the doctor's first visit before running away, getting as far as the Jackin farm. Old man Jackin had seen him walking through his corn patch and called Alexander. Alexander Ripley fetched her son, giving him the first and only beating of his life. When he got home, Oliver didn't care. He only knew 
They would never do it again, and if they tried to make him, he would fight them off and run far, far away, and not pass not past that hole, that a-hole Jacob's farm. Ten years later, Oliver had hesitated at his farm. Family lay dying all around him. This time, he didn't, if he didn't give it, give her his blood, his father, mother would die. He didn't really like it, Jonathan, but they were brothers. His mother said that was all that matters. So he'd have to do, do it with him too. Why did they come? How come they could hurt you like that? Why couldn't you just get better? Oliver always healed so fast. Even the broken arm he got from falling out of the tree, apple tree. Last thing, it got a bit better in time for softball. Why is my blood so special anyway? Oliver kept watch on everyone in ball red under his mother's head as he fired questions at her. He didn't know how he'd li- live with it. She died because of him. Still, the least she could do was give him some answers. What about Megan? Why did they let you? Why did they let you live? Why didn't they hurt me? As other didn't answer, she passed out. Bubbles of blood forming on her lips. Craning her head in his lap, Oliver tore the flesh from his wrist with his own teeth. His sizes doubled in size. Doing things he swore never to do again. Crying as he fed them his blood. Shame, fear, confusion, strange excitement, blood. Nothing ever gets pu- gets you down for long, does it, Miranda said. A voice is hoarse, and she rubbed the sore spots where she'd been choked. Still shaken by the pushing trips down memory lane side, she concentrated on Oliver. Hopefully there'd be time to take a long look at what happened in the cell. But right now, all she wanted to do was breathe. Shock wrestled with relief, and now it was easier to look ahead. I don't want to die down there, she thought. We're not going to die down here, Oliver told her tight, held her tightly. His voice held new determination. She shivered. Sometimes the man she'd seen to read her mind. Maybe he could, maybe he didn't. Even though, even though, no, know it. I love you, she thought. I love you, he said. We'll find no way out here. I said once about a guy who helped, I read once about the guy who helped to die in the catacombs, how he came down here at night to dare, on a dare or something, and got lost, got lost so bad he never found his way out. People looked for him, never found his body. She shivered and buried her nose in the crop of Oliver's shoulder. Sounds like a Jew who wanted to get lost on me, probably. Stuck out and spent the rest of his days on a beach somewhere with a gorgeous redhead. Yeah, maybe. Did you hear that, Oliver? Listen to what? Listen, voices. Straining as she heard them too. Not far away, but made off more with an instinct buzz. They're looking for us. We can't stay here. She tugged his hands, thinking of vampires and vampires, out for the blood. And she wanted to run, though she was new. There was nowhere to go. They were going to be looking for They're always going to be looking for us. In the darkness, he raised his hands, still clenched to his heart. She felt his feet strong and steady under his fingers. Is that supposed to make me feel better, she said, wishing she could crawl inside him. He's so strong, so strong, so sure of him. We can't run forever, not here, and... Not if you get out. I'll keep you safe, if that means letting you go. Dangerous being together. He kissed his uh, fingertips. Her heart stopped with a crazy flip-flop beat. Are you trying to get rid of me now, just because of what happened? 
Guilt flooded her. She thought again about what Oliver had done to her in her cell. She felt things. Her body reacted to fancy blended reality. Hadn't Oliver looked in his mind and seen it all? Thought, and thought made her want to die. Baby, every time you touch, I see your soul into your darkest, darkest place. I love you all. All of you. What my brother did was wrong. But things to the surface of your emotions twisted around your conscious until you felt guilty and weak. Someday we'll talk more about it, but you need to know that he fed on your subconscious, that the way vampires feed on blood. I'm not trying to get rid of you because of anything you've done. I need you to be where it's safest, and right now it's probably not with me. I'm not going anywhere if you don't come with us. If they come with us, we'll be together. His hands tangled in her, tangled in her hair, tilting her face to his. He kissed her, left something flutter, and she felt something fluttering between them. Her heart raced and skipped, her body throbbed. Her teeth grew, his tongue like his glimmed points. He was not afraid, not repulsed, and certainly not turned off. His cock went rigid against her belly, only his kisses kept from beginning him. Begging him only to make, take him right then in the darkness of bones all around him and a danger coming. Hey, wait. I didn't think they were coming this way anymore. I think it's moving its ears. Going and start to plunder over his mouth. You're right. The voices aren't getting louder. His fingers slid from her hair. He clasped her hand again. Our best chance is to find them. Crazy as that sounds. If we, can, if we stay hidden, there's... If they stay hidden, they'll show us the way out. Are you with me? Always, no matter what, she said. It was like a promise, lifting his fingers on his lips. I love you. Let's go. Together they walked, hands outstretched and entwined, filling the way into the darkness. Oliver's thoughts spun into the fragment of images and thoughts. Things aren't adding up, even with his new memories. He wasn't buying the crazy story. Miranda's dad had tried to sell him the bag of money, Plane tickets won't have convinced him of Mark Bowler's concern for his well-being either. He didn't think it was coincidence that Jonathan had found him so quickly. At first he thought Sage Fender might be on to whatever it actually was. He was still wondering how he, she arrived in Paris so quickly. She was dead, so his mother had wanted him to believe he, he might never, had, never get the answers there. He, could, he didn't think Sage had faked the love part. Couldn't Mark have found, held something over her, something even more terrible than the bills of goods he tried to sell them, something that would convince her to put Amanda in harm's way? Hell, maybe that wasn't even Miranda's parents. Oliver doubted everything, and, and everyone, except for himself and Miranda. It's a huge clusterfuck of confusion and lies. Why? What was the point of all? Most importantly, what did these people want from him at Miranda? There was no denying they were different. Jonathan seemed to possess an amplified power because he, because, because he received transfusions of Oliver's blood. But he did not... But what did it all mean? There was an answer to the riddles and everything he'd been told. or his new memories, Oliver had not seen it. He sympathised with Miranda, and she knew she was confused too for different reasons. He did not doubt Mark and say sorry, but was still an innocent, unprepared to deal with the reality of vampires working with vampire hunters. When Jonathan reached into her, 
He poured out her fancies, fears and desires, stirring them together into a stew he forced back into her mind. She was lucky he felt let her live. During the worst of it, Oliver had seen her soul shivering round her, and Nora, Jonathan could easily have destroyed, but he hadn't a more, more than anything else puzzled Oliver. What did uh, Jonathan want with Amanda, if not her soul? Something else had happened in the middle of it all. Oliver reached into Oliver's eyes too. He'd done it without kissing her, without touching her. He'd seen her darkest secrets. His love had only grown stronger, and he'd somehow drawn her soul closer to him. Sipping, sipping from it, he had become strong enough to knock down a wall to save her. Now she seemed fine and totally unaware what was going on, all rec- only recording the real unworthy wanted feelings. And near rape, in the distance of a faint light glimmered, Oliver heard a mumble word, word voices, punctuated with sharp shouts. Many people were gathered, and the sound of it sounded... Some of them were not particularly happy. He squeezed round his hands. So many vampires and hunters together. They shouldn't be able to sense us. Stay quiet. Stay low. If I'm wrong, and shit hits, fan, run, and don't look back. Okay, you was scared. She was scared. But at least she, her fear made her companion compliant. He had a way to... F- he had to find a way to get them out of here and somewhat somewhere safe. The rest he'd worry about later. They walked until the voices came clearer. And what they heard wasn't at all what Oliver expected. What they heard confirmed this was this wasn't even close to being over. Kill him, voices swirled in unison. We would do nothing of the kind. You would do nothing of the kind, Oliver would deal with the girl. And Oliver would be easily managed then. Killing him was work pointless, a waste. Oliver didn't need to see to know who the voice is. His mother, Alexander Ripley, always had liked being the centre of attention. I found the sound of it. There was more going to here. I say we just take him. If he is, if if all of it makes takes is a drop, our sense will have enough to go round. They'll be dead. Problem solved. This one sounded pissed. The vampires clearly wanted all the blit. All, well, clearly wasn't that all pleased taking orders from vampire hunters. If you kill him now, our glory only lives in you. If you want real change, it'll be. It has to last longer. We have to start afresh. The past is yesterday. We can. We can. All shape our tomorrows. She's running for office. That speech could hardly come from mouth. Could have come out from the mouth of any of today's politicians. Why would Gunnar and Ripley care about a lump of, a bunch of vampires? Did I'm sick of listening to you? Our people are dying. Your crown plans here have uh, only helped your your own kind. I say she's wrong. I say we're getting the to bleed him dry right now. And be done with this whole thing. The crowd cheered. Wait, a French accent. Bung out, Mark Baruch, Daddy, men of Richard, hush, Oliver said, wrapping his arms round in a crowd wrapped. We'll deal with all of that sooner. We'll be soon enough. As Spike Brother said, there's plenty to go round. Ours is only an easy alliance, but it's one made it necessary. The sooner things get to back to normal, the better. Or on that, I can't agree more. 
we got Oliver here, and we're just asking you to use some common sense, Mark said. What if you're wrong? What if Jonathan fails? What then? We're all fucked, that's what. Chorus of voices rang out, anger and tension hung, hung heavy in the air. Phone posts hissed, and once more Alexander's voice rose above within. Jonathan will not fail, but even if he does, we may sure Oliver will be an outsider. On your side, he has no idea, he, he has no idea of the power he holds. Let, let him live. Let him come willingly and you'll see. We will have what we want. Why was she fighting so hard to keep the vampires from him? He didn't, she didn't love him and never loved him. What was it in it for, the beloved Jonathan? Why are the vampires listening to her? It made no sense. I don't understand, Randall said in the exit. Oliver pulled away from her voice, uh, from the voices. Neither do I, baby, but you can't hold them long. Pretty soon they're all going to know we're not where they left us, so it's going to get ugly. We have to get out of here. Remember, if the vampires were all with Alexander and Mark, Jonathan still had the cold in the cell. Maybe they had a chance. Wall mounted work, mounted work lights lit the corridor ahead, and the hope grew brighter. Each step they took, no one alert, not vampire, nor vampire hunter. They felt that confident enough to leave the exit unguarded. They ran. The hope flared as the ground under the feet lifted into an incline. Oliver ignored the stairs of the empty eye sockets and Miranda's frightened whimpers. As he passed her through the passageways, the limo was there, left it driverless. A quick check revealed no keys in ignition. Thought, I thought it was the only way out. They almost made it. Lifting the heavy garage door together, they were about to duck under when Jonathan appeared. This time he wasn't in the mood to tease in a raving mood. He tackled out Oliver behind, knocking him to the ground. The world spun as Oliver's head slammed into the pavement. He managed to get his fingers around his brother's throat, holding him off. Jonathan quickly did the same, dragging his fingers into Oliver's throat, choking him. Oliver watched in a stunned horror as Jonathan's eyes turned dark. He felt this strange pull he felt before, he felt before from deep inside his gut, even though they were far apart from having sex. Vampire him, but seemed to respond to the call of vampire under Jonathan swelled to the surface. No, Miranda screamed as he saw it too. She, he, she jumped into onto Jonathan's back. Oliver saw her teeth gleam before his brother could react. She nailed him, biting him on the side of his neck. Jonathan stood and whirled around, crushing back into the wall. When Jonathan clinging to him like a leech, Jonathan watched in horror as her eyes went white. Blood flowed from Jonathan's neck, dripping from her mouth and spluttering to the ground in chilling red rain. Finally, Jonathan dropped to his knees. She let him go, and he fell onto his face, dead, it seemed. She wiped the blood from her mouth and with the back of her head and spat. When she turned to Oliver, her eyes were more than normal plastic blue through her, though her lips were stained very red. They're going to come. I'm sorry, I screamed. Her voice held an eerie calm. Oliver rose from the ground, shaken by everything it seemed. Jonathan was dead. Miranda could... Kill a vampire, like a vampire, despite what she told him before. He almost lost his soul to a vampire, and, and he had lost his soul almost to a vampire. 
others had ever had time in his life when he wanted to curl in a place of some safe some in a bowl in some safe in away place. This is it. Instead he went with her. There would be time later to freak out once more and in end. They fled into the night. Oliver was sure that only three things they'd be hunted, his love for Anna was as strong as hers. Was for him they had to have sex. Too many people had tried to prevent it. It was time he found out why, even if it had killed him.